What are kids really thinking and feeling? Sometimes it's hard to know. The thousands of letters and emails kids send to Highlights Magazine every year help us keep our finger on the pulse of kids. We think they can also help you. So each week on this podcast, we talk with friends and experts about the things kids share with us and about making a world that honors children's voices. Lean in and listen to learn what kids want their grown-ups to know about being a kid today. I'm Christine French-Cully, and you are listening to Dear Highlights. Dear Highlights, I have a problem with controlling my temper. up at night, and I miss him all the I get keys for my Dear Highlights. Dear Highlights. Dear Highlights. Most kids experience, to some degree, a few back-to-school jitters. For many, it's a fairly normal mix of excitement and nervousness, but for some children, the transition back to school creates real anxiety. Their reasons for feeling nervous, stressed, or worried about the new school year are varied, but all kids who are feeling some emotion about this topic want to be heard and helped. Here's a sampling of letters kids have sent to Highlights on this subject. Dear Highlights, I've been homeschooled my whole life, and now suddenly I'm going to school, and it really, really freaks me out. Can you help me? Signed, Scared of School. Dear Highlights, I'm starting a new middle school this year and I am really nervous. My parents say that it would be a fresh start, but I don't want a fresh start. What should I do to survive middle school without any friends? And then Leah, writing from Massachusetts, said, I'm starting middle school in the fall. Now, whenever I think about my old school or my new school, I get upset or nervous. I think it's because of my autism and anxiety. Any advice? And then this letter speaks to a different worry some children may harbor. Dear Highlights, help. Last school year, I was homeschooled because of COVID-19. Now comes third grade. I'm so unprepared. Joining us in our conversation today is Dr. Barbara Boone, the principal investigator and director of the federally funded Ohio Statewide Family Engagement Center at The Ohio State University. In this role, Barbara leads a team charged with improving the partnerships between home, school, and communities for children of all ages through research, developing tools and resources, and facilitating professional development. Dr. Boone, welcome, and thank you for being with us. You know, many kids, of course, are excited about returning to school after a summer break. But as we've heard from kids themselves in these letters, many also have worries. You found in your work that setting up good communication between families and schools can help kids feel confident. Can you tell us what that looks like in the first few weeks before school begins and maybe in those first few days back in the classroom? Absolutely. It's just great to be here with you and to be talking about this. You know, if I think about that communication that you said is so important, I think about communication between a parent and their child and then also between parents and schools and teachers and and the and the, with the child and their teacher there's there's sort of a, a triangle there communication right so for family members for parents and caregivers I would say making sure we're taking time as you said kids want to be heard they need to be heard to really listen and sometimes we really get busy but to really tune in to what what is stressing our child kind of th- hearing them not assuming we know what's stressful or not really listening to them and and letting them know our message to them should be I'm on your team and I'm here with you. And however you're feeling, it's okay. 
kids are going to all feel differently about this. So let's talk about how you're feeling. And um, I've got your back. I'm here with you as you make this transition. Um, also between that parent or caregiver and the school. So the school is going to be sending home information. And um, that's, that's important to read. It's important to know um, what the school is saying. There's going to be guidelines for maybe what kids are going to wear in school or how things are going to go. They might have now in middle school, instead of one teacher, multiple teachers. Or for that young child who wrote about, I was homeschooled and now I'm, now I'm going to school. So, so kids are navigating new adult relationships and maybe more adult relationships. So as a parent sort of keying in, knowing who are those people going to be, talking to your child and, to, and listening to those folks, getting that information, but then also communication is two-way. So communicating back to the school when you have questions, you are not being a bother. Um, this is how it works best for kids is when their families provide information back to the school, have asked their questions, ask questions their kid may have had. Um, that's important. And that's really helpful to teachers too, for teachers to hear from families. It helps them to do their job better and to really have a heads up about how they can be helping both students and families. But then also that other part of the triangle, talking with your child about this is, you're going to need to sort of ask for help. You're going to need to talk to your teacher and encouraging them to do that. It can be scary for kids to talk to other adults. So encouraging them in that, and if they come home and say, oh, I don't know if they like me, I don't know if they hear me. Well, let, what have you tried? Let's try this. And kind of being on their team with that, coaching them through that. We know that parents can be really helpful um, in, with their kids and helping their kids interact with other adults. So thinking about all parts of those, those relationships and how we're all communicating with one another. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, open lines of communication helps everybody. So teaching has never been easy, but certainly the last year and a half have placed unprecedented pressure on our educators. But what else can parents do to make the start of the school year easier for teachers? I think that um, it has been stressful. And I think remembering on the part of a parent that teachers are people too. And just like us, many of them have been home with kids, they've experienced job loss, a lot of uncertainty, healthcare issues. So keeping that in mind as we're communicating with teachers. So when we get um, messages from them that may seem a little, if they seem a little too direct or maybe not on target or they're not really um, paying attention to the things we think that they might uh, need to pay attention to, to remember to presume positive intent on their part, just like we would want them to on our part. Um, just to assume that um, they mean well, they, they want to do the best for their, the children and the families um, that they're working with, and to um, ask questions if things are unclear, but to presume that they're really coming from a good place, a place of care, a place of understanding, um, and that they very much need the support of families to really do the best that they can in their work. I love that. Um, teachers are some of our great unsung heroes, always, but especially recently. And to show them a little grace, as, as we would hope people would show to us, uh, is such an important reminder. Thank you for that. Many parents and kids are feeling a little extra stress this back-to-school period or experiencing a different kind of stress given the rise of the Delta variant of COVID-19. Dr. Boone, if you could give caregivers one tip on how to best help kids navigate this year's uncertainty, what would that tip be? I think keeping in mind that children experience um, stress, anxiety, and uncertainty. We don't always see that. And as adults, sometimes we can think, 
kids are carefree. We think back on our own childhoods and we think life was good. I didn't have the worries that I had as an adult. But the, the anxiety and, and even depression and concerns, stress, um, fear, different emotions, positive ones too, are very real in young children, in, in the youngest of children. And so I think understanding that they are experiencing pressures in life, not the same pressures we are, but in their own context, they have very real, very serious to them pressures and uncertainties about, they hear the uncertainties about healthcare, about variants, about people who are vaccinated can be sick and people who aren't vaccinated, hospital rate, children absorb these things. They hear these things, even when we feel like we're protecting them or maybe they're not listening, they are. And so I think really tuning in and recognizing that, acknowledging that they feel very strongly um, and, and helping them to process that. That's a lot to process as a young child. So being setting aside time, I think we get busy. Like I said before, we're busy as adults. So setting aside time to really listen. And how are you feeling about this? What do you think about this? Asking them, so what do you think? Um, how they understand things, not sort of assuming they understand it like I do, but tell, tell me what you think about this. What do you think is causing this? Those are important conversations to have with kids that'll help us understand what they are afraid of, help us to know if they're, they're, they're realistic or if maybe they've got things kind of jumbled, that they don't have a clear understanding, but to just acknowledge that and to be there to support them, to listen to them and to, to really let them know that they're not alone. I think knowing that a child has an adult they, that will listen to them and, and care for them and support them is a, makes a huge difference in kids' lives. Yes, thank you. Yeah, listening to kids and validating their feelings is one of the very best ways to show them that we care and um, that everything's going to be fine. They've got this, as you say. Mm-hmm. All kids need to hear that at the beginning of the school year. You've got this, and we're right there beside you. We've got your back. They do. I think knowing we have confidence in them, that we've seen them do hard things before. We've seen them uh, persist and they, they've been able to do things that they thought they would never be able to do. And I think we all might be in that space right now um, that we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna persist through this. We're going to come out um, better on the other side. We're going to work at it and we're going to do it together. That's right. That's good self-talk for us. Growth mindset. Mm-hmm. We're all in it. Thank you so much for being with us today. We really appreciate your time. Thank you for the chance to be here. Unfortunately, this year won't be the return to normal many of us had hoped for, but it will be a chance to do great things for kids. We can help them approach uncertainty as their best selves with what we here at Highlights call the four C's, curiosity, creativity, caring, and confidence. We think we can learn from the research Dr. Boone shared on how good communication between school and home can support kids. But there is another group of experts on school that we wanted to ask for some advice, kids themselves. Thanks to Archer, Jill, and Nadia for sharing some tips with us grownups on what we might do to make the start of the school year get off on the right foot. My name is Jill, I'm going into fifth grade, and my advice to give to grown-ups would be to not put a lot of pressure on kids to either socialize or do well in school, and instead listen to what they want to do. Hi, I'm Archer. I'm going to be in third grade, and I think the parents can help by being part of the PTO. My name is Nadia, and I'm going into fourth grade 
And I think that grown-ups should be patient with me when I'm frustrated. We are honored to be able to elevate kids' voices and imagine a world where grown-ups take seriously kids' concerns and act on them. Whether a child's concern is big or small, unique or universal, serious or sure to work itself out, it's real to the child and matters deeply. We've come to see that in every letter kids have sent to us over the years, there are implicit, overarching questions embedded within. Do you care? Am I loved? Do I have a place in the world, a place in the lives of the people I love? We hope kids believe us when we say in many more words, yes, yes, yes. Let's all lean in to give kids what they really need and want, more listening, more understanding, and more connecting. This podcast is an extension of the book, Dear Highlights, What Adults Can Learn from 75 Years of Letters and Conversations with Kids, available now wherever books are sold. If you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to subscribe and please leave a review to help us reach more grown-ups who care about kids. Special thanks to the producer of this podcast, Hilary Bates, and also to our audio engineer, Ted Weckbacher.